Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rose, and welcome to episode 184 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Marvel's Midnight Suns and the Callisto Protocol. And the games coming out this week include Swordship, Firefighting Simulator The Squad, Hindsight, Far Cry 6, Lost Between Worlds, Divine Knockout, Dobo's Heroes, Bot Gaiden, Togus, Chained Echoes, Dad's Monster House, The Rumblefish 2, Terror of Hamasaurus, and Afterglitch. New games with gold for December 22 have been announced, and they are the following. From the Xbox One generation, available from December 1st to the 31st, is Cult Canyon. And available from December 16th to January 15th is Bladed Fury. Not sure why this program still exists. There is also a big update to Xbox Game Pass, and it is as follows. You can now play Eastward on Cloud Console and PC. Well Walking Dead, the final season on Cloud Console and PC. Totally reliable delivery service on PC. On December 6th, LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga on Cloud Console and PC, as well as Hello Neighbor 2 Cloud Console and PC. Then on December 8th, on Xbox One is Metal Hellsinger, and Cloud Console and PC you can play Chained Echoes. Following on December 13th, you can play High on Life Cloud Console and PC, and Potion Craft on Console and PC. Then December 15th, you can play Rainbow Billy The Curse of the Leviathan on Cloud Console and PC. And in case you missed it, Battlefield 2042 through EA Play, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is now available, Cloud Console, and PC. Now into last week's biggest news stories, we have five to cover this week. Number one, play the Game Awards nominees today with Game Pass. Mike Nelson at Xbox Wire writes, Good news, it's award season. Even better news, Game Pass members can play 16 of the nominees right now, with the 17th Bethesda Game Studios Starfield still to come next year. Taking place on Thursday, December 8th, the Game Awards celebrate the very best of gaming in the last year, and there have been some incredible nominees included as part of Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass in 2022. From beautiful experiments and interactive storytelling to soundtracks perfect for emptying the ranks of hell, and much, much more, make sure to check out our list of every single Game Awards nominee included in Game Pass. They are as followed. As Dusk Falls, nominated for Games for Impact and Innovation in Accessibility. Citizen Sleeper, nominated for Games for Impact. Dune Spice Wars, nominated for Best Sim and Strategy. Immortality, nominated for Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, Best Performance, Main Engage. Amomar Blue, nominated for Games for Impact. Metal Hellsinger, nominated for Best Score and Music. No Man's Sky, nominated for Best Community Support. Norco, nominated for Best Debut Indie. A Plague Tale Requiem, nominated for Game of the Year, Best Performance in Charlotte McBurney, and Best Action Adventure. Return to Monkey Island, nominated for Innovation and Accessibility. Scorn, nominated for Best Art Direction. Starfield, nominated for Most Anticipated Game. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, nominated for Best Action Game and Best Multiplayer. Total War Warhammer 3, nominated for Best Sim Strategy. Two Point Campus, nominated for Best Sim and Strategy. Tunic, nominated for Best Indie, Best Action Adventure, and Best Debut Indie. And Vampire Survivors, nominated for Best Debut Indie. Is anyone still questioning whether or not Game Pass is the best value in gaming and maybe in entertainment? Well, I don't know, just go try any one of these Game Award nominees through your subscription. Number 2. Bethesda is working on another mobile game. Ryan Dinsdale at IGN writes, 
Starfield developer Bethesda is currently working on a new mobile game, though it's unclear which of its famous franchises it's based on. Speaking to Lex Friedman on the latest episode of his podcast, Bethesda executive producer and Starfield director Todd Howard revealed that The Elder Scrolls and Fall developer has another mobile game in the works. Talking about the conceptual differences between designing a console game versus one for mobile, Howard said plainly, quote, well, we've done a few things and we have a new mobile game that we're working on that we haven't announced yet that I'm in love with, end quote. He didn't give anything else away regarding its genre, release date, and so on, but did allude that it would be more in-depth experience rather than a game intended to be played in short bursts. Quote, we have found with our games, particularly Fallout Shelter, people will sit there for an hour or two. They will just sit there and play it. Large numbers of people will play it for hours a day, end quote. Fallout Shelter was released in 2015 as a construction and management simulation game where players take over a vault and expand it over time, but the developer hasn't done much else in the mobile arena since. It'll likely be a while before we hear more about this new game as it hasn't been officially announced by Bethesda. Fallout Shelter was released around the same time as Fallout 4, however, so if it's a tie-in to Bethesda's space RPG Starfield, it'll perhaps be released around the same time next year. This is intriguing, especially if it ties in some way into Starfield. I remember for at least a month in time I was addicted to Fallout Shelter around the time of Fallout 4. Really enjoyed my time with it, but yeah, they have just dropped the ball since not really having much output in terms of mobile games, which I'm personally okay with, let's get Starfield tidy up and focused on. But we'll see what this game is likely, at least know about it, next year. Number 3. The Callisto Protocol lays out 6 months of post-launch content. Victoria Kennedy at Eurogamer writes, Striking Distance has provided a time frame for the Callisto Protocol's post-launch content. Upcoming free DLC includes New Game Plus and a Hardcore mode. These will be available from the 7th of February. Meanwhile, as part of the Callisto Protocol Season Pass, players will be able to get their hands on the Outer Way Skin Collection, also coming on February 7th, the Contagion Bundle, coming March 2023, and the Riot Bundle, coming Spring 2023. The Riot Bundle will feature a new wave-based mode set in an undiscovered area of Black Iron Prison, while the Contagion Bundle will have a permadeath mode included. Meanwhile, there will be new story content arriving sometime in the summer. Striking Distance said it will share further details on the above soon, perhaps even detailing more of those previously promised to death animations. For anyone who has already beaten the Callisto Protocol or is enduring their time with it, here's something to look forward to. I don't see why everyone is up in arms about this online. They're announcing future content for their story single player game. It's months away, they're gonna work on it. What's so bad? Number 4. The Witcher Remake to come after first game of New Witcher Trilogy. Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes, CD Projekt has confirmed that the first game in the new Witcher trilogy, codenamed Polaris, will come before the Witcher remake. There may yet to be no hint of release date for that influx of new Witcher games, but we do at least know that the Polaris, the first game of a new Witcher trilogy, will be out before the Witcher remake. In the transcript of CD Projekt's financial results conference for Q3 2022, President and Joint CEO Adam Kaczynski answered a question about the timeline for CD Projekt's future Witcher games. Well, as for the remake, and when it will come out, it will come out after Polaris, which is a consequence of how we view this project, end quote Kaczynski says. Quote, the remake will be largely based on technologies used in Polaris, so development will proceed in parallel with Polaris. But once Polaris is launched, its base technologies will be ready for partial reuse in the remake. But we are not saying whether Sirius will come before or after Polaris, only that after these three Witcher games will be the first games we're going to launch in our pipeline, that's all I can say for now, end quote. Before that, Kaczynski answered a question about Project Sirius, the codename for a game set in the Witcher universe, which sounds as though it will be an entirely different affair, and which will offer both a single-player and multiplayer experience. Talking about Sirius, Kaczynski says, quote, We are not guiding on this game when it comes to its size or what type of game it is. We only slated that it would be accessible to a broader audience. There's a very clear business purpose to this. We have to prepare ourselves to communicate more information around this project when the time comes. As the product is different than anything we've released so far, we have to be sure that gamers can understand what the game is about. 
This is why we're not describing what kind of game it is or what size it will be, end quote. For all you hungry Witcher fans that want more, it's gonna take some time, but at least you have a general idea of timeline for the next releases. Seems like a lot of people are enjoying that new Xbox Series X and S upgrade that just arrived for Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. I myself am not a Witcher fan, but more power to those who love the beloved franchise. At number 5, EA teases Battlefield 2042 Season 4 and confirms a Season 5 without new operators. Anthony Wood at IGN writes, EA has teased at what's coming in Season 4 of Battlefield 2042 and confirmed that a Season 5 is also on the way, though the latter won't feature a specialist. Season 4 is set to launch in early 2023 according to a new blog posted on EA's website. The season will bring with it a new recon specialist and battle pass, fresh hardware, reworked environments, and new maps, one of which will heavily reference Battlefield 4. Developer DICE has promised that Season 4 map will be a smaller, shorter, and linear close quarters affair, which sounds like a change of pace from the sprawling environments on offer at the moment. Season 5 will offer a similar amount of content to previous seasons, with the introduction of another map, new hardware, and a new battle pass, but no new specialists. Previous games will also be an inspiration as Season 5 will, quote, lean into previous games and how they can show up in the world of 2042, end quote. The map will be a, quote, forgotten battleground, end quote, from the Battlefield 4 era, albeit altered by the narrative events that led up to the 2042 setting. This map will apparently be overgrown with vegetation and encourage a combination of vehicular and infantry combat. DICE admitted it understood the negative feedback relating to the combat environments offered at Battlefield 2042's launch and has been steadily improving many of the game's early maps. Wanted to include the story this week as we all know Battlefield 2042 launch is a big disappointment. But recently, and maybe in addition to their launching into Xbox Game Pass through EA Play, it has seen a rapid influx of new players with some of their highest concurrent player counts, at least on Steam. So those enjoying the game, you have more to look forward to in 2023. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox. This week we ponder if Epic Games was out of ideas for Gears of War, which is why they sold it. Credit to Tom Ivan at VGC. Cliff Bozinski has suggested Epic Games was unsure what to do with the Gears of War franchise before agreeing to sell it to Microsoft. Bozinski served as a lead designer on first three games in the series during a 20-year spell at Epic that came to an end in 2012, a year after Gears of War 3's release and two years before Microsoft acquired the IP. According to Xbox, Gears of War had sold over 22 million units and grossed over $1 billion when the deal was announced in 2014. Despite the franchise's success, Blazinski told Daijin he thinks Epic had run out of ideas for where to take Gears next following the departure of several key staff. Quote, I honestly think once Lee Perry, gameplay designer of Gears of War 2, myself, and Rod Ferguson, producer of Gears of War, left, I believe that Epic didn't really know what to do with the franchise, end quote, he said. Quote, they hadn't shipped a game in a while. The Unreal Engine was doing rather well, but they were growing and they probably needed that income even though they really didn't know what to do with the future of the franchise, end quote. Since its acquisition of the franchise, Microsoft has released two mainline series entries in the form of 2016's Gears of War 4 and 2019's Gears 5, both of which were developed by the Coalition as well as Gears of War Ultimate Edition and turn-based tactics spin-off Gears Tactics. How interesting and what lucky timing for Epic in that they were able to sell that if they had no intentions and no idea what to do with the franchise going forward. I know it's divisive, but I personally like what they've done with Gears 4 and Gears 5, and I'm excited to see what comes next with Gears 6, but it seems like the best case scenario for seeing that game would be 2024. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week with my fiance, we sat down and finally played Immortality. Got about three hours in. Really enjoying it. Really weird game. I loved her story. I missed telling lies, and this is more in that vein. Very creepy, so I'm excited to learn more about that game as we work to finish it. 
I also continued in my God of War Ragnarok Platinum journey, and I can't stop playing Marvel Snap on my phone. My name is Brian Rosa. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.